Yeah, we're gonna e- edit this part. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Got to See Got Through. I'm Gabby. I'm Marquise. And today we are gonna be talking about identity in Christ with our two wonderful, beautiful friends. Can we get a shout out for Jay Coop and yeah. Isabella? Hey, um. All right, you two. Let's give an introduction. Who are y'all? Cause you know, you're here. Let's talk about y'all. So introduce yourselves. Whoever want to go first. I'm Jacob, also known as Jeremiah. That's my birth name. But find me everywhere on uh, all socials. Jacob. I make kingdom music and I also preach and I uh, spread the gospel. Beautiful. Amen. Love that. Love to hear. Amen. Um, I'm Isabella. My introduction is a bit shorter because I don't make music, but I love the Lord. So Period. As you should. And that's all you got to do. You know? That says a lot. Amen. Amen. Um, how's y'all day going? Really good, actually. I've been up since 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had work today. Wow. Where you work at? I work at Walgreens. As mm. you should. No, but that ain't my the final medication. destination. 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 4 a.m. to 12 shift. But I got mm. off at 8 because I had to. Well, I was given the privilege to speak at my at my high school so as you yes, should yeah we like to influence yes 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 influence the young while they're yeah. young see what i did there mm. Mm. amen I, I did it I lo- yes. all right bro. i think we got either. the young part at first <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent um anyway um all right well let's get into this let's do it um, let's go so like i said today we will be talking about identity in christ now our identity to the world can be brought up in very many different ways. So let's just talk about identity as the world perceives it. What's your thoughts on that? Okay, I'm going to go first. Um, <laughs> when I think about identity, um, most times it's defined by um, who you perceive yourself as. And oftentimes we live in a society where we allow the conditions of uh, people's expectations and mm-hmm. you know the culture of society to often determine that yeah. but identity in its original form or the authentic definition of it is really <coughs> rooted in who you are and where you come from mm-hmm. yeah I also feel like it's a big thing I feel like the identity in itself has also been perverted to what others feel about you and what others say about you so I feel like it's easier especially with the youth today, no one's really giving them any guidance or truth. So yeah. identity is found in what others encourage you to be, what others say you are. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that identity, what identity is perceived through the world is status. Mm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people find identity in their status, how many people follow them, how many people like their content, mm-hmm. yeah. things of that nature. And outside of the social media realm, a lot of people find their identity in their title. Mm. So yeah. kind of like what I was back back to what I was saying earlier, I was saying like I work at Walgreens or whatever, but that's not my final destination. Yeah. Meaning that I don't find my title in where I work at. I mm. find my title in the Heavenly Father. That is profound. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, um, I view um, identity through the world as finding your identity in the things that you hang around, the things that you do, um, people you hang around. Uh, a lot of times, there's a saying like you become who you hang around that's legit true (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you hang around people who are you know doing drugs or selling drugs you nine times out of ten will probably do those things so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times we find identity in that for Mm -hmm. sure yeah 
But yeah, what do y'all think in your past that y'all have found your identity in before Christ, before you were saved? As Isabella likes to say, BC, BC days. BC <laughs> days. We love it. <laughs> Man, I can start from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go. Uh, you go. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all <laughs> looking around like, like who goes that? Uh, I know for me, I found my identity in playing basketball, mm-hmm. and like that was really something that I was just like sold out on doing. See, I use the word sold out because, like, we're supposed to be sold out for Christ or whatever. But yes, that wasn't me. <laughs> like, I've, I've always believed in God. My mom has always been a firm believer. Like, prophet, she's, like, a, one of the meanest prophets I know. Like, for real, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. she, she be on it, for real. But um, I always tried to, like, kind of run away from my title in Christ. And so basketball was something that I did. You know, it was a sport mm-hmm. that I played, and I found my identity in that. And then um, I told my ACL twice. Wow. Man. Yeah. That was your sign you needed to stop. Yeah. I like to say, <laughs> that, uh, I like to say that God took my legs out because I was going the wrong places. Mm. Mm. So. That's good. That's yeah. great. Well, that's that rapper in you. Huh? <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> no, I got a song coming up. With that <laughs> body, for real. Um, um, I yeah. think for me, and you know, I like to get deep. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it was definitely my race. Mm. And I say that because um, mm. growing up, I was, I was in a household that was, I guess, middle class. And like, so my house was, you know, for a black person, big. Um, yeah. It was like four bedrooms, three bathrooms, whatever. So um, I remember like, this one time I got off the bus in middle school and like the bus dropped me off at my actual house and that was like the first time they ever did it because usually they, they would drop me off like up yeah. up the street <laughs> or whatever and the kids was like oh my god you're rich da 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 like how did you and I'm just mm. and low key it was a sense of pride there but in that I just like a lot of times people were like oh you're whitewashed da 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 so mm. when I got to high school on my <coughs> first year, I went to a public school, and so a lot of the time, and it was mostly a black uh, school or whatever. Yeah. So I've definitely tried to be more quote unquote black and right. just mm. be more like the kids I was around because I was sick and tired of hearing, oh, you act white or you talk white, and like that was just so annoying <sighs> to me to the point where I was just doing stuff that made me seem more black, but in reality, like <laughs> what yeah. is that? What does that mean? How for do real? you even determine that? Exactly. How <laughs> do you act a color like right. you know? So. <laughs> That is something to laugh about. Yeah, oh, so okay. that was mine. Okay. Wow. That's good. Um, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I got into a lot of stuff younger because I really didn't know where I fit in the net because I did play football for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I went to basketball. And then with <clears throat> my family lineage, um, music, mu- music industry. So, like, I had a love for, like, athletic and music and entertainment and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But being in school, I was always an intellectual. Like, I was a thinker. Mm. And, you know, in church terms, you could say apostle because, like, certain things, like, I just I just saw things differently. Like, right. like certain, um, I'm going to say how a pro- like how a child should process certain things. I didn't think that way. I always mm-hmm. thought, like, differently. And oftentimes it was deep and more... It was further than my age, oftentimes. And, you know, it was hard finding myself, especially trying to fit in, because I actually enjoyed learning. I actually enjoyed, like, receiving information or, 
you know, when something really, I always tell people, like, when something, like, really intrigues me or catches my eye or my attention, I um, commit myself to knowing it more. I always have this saying, like, um, I don't settle for surface. Mm-hmm. I don't settle for surface That's things. Good. Like, when it comes to knowledge or just yeah. anything, like, I always strive to go deeper, especially being rooted in that. But, like, when it comes to how I saw myself, even though I was different, I dealt with, like, low self-esteem. Because I never fit it in, and in most cases, you know, it damaged, it like toxicated like who I really was at the core mm-hmm. of who I was, and mm-hmm. you know, I tried to find my identity in a lot of things. Girls, I tried to find it in my friends, trying to go out and just be around, you know, what seemed to be popular and what kids were doing at the time. So it was like it was never ever comfortable, even though I was in it. So it was like. Uh, yeah. you don't, you, you know, it, just, it still don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so <clears throat> oftentimes I was, I was that, you know, this term, like the weird kid, like, mm-hmm. um, I had a slight learning disability, but you know, you know, God bless me with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was topping my class in high school. So yeah. it was like one of the things that, you know, kind of hit me was just my environment. My environment often determined my identity. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even now I'm still walking out a few things of that identity and how I saw before. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it was for me. Wow. That's good. For me, it was like, I think my main thing, especially in high school, was like I was a people pleaser. Like mm-hmm. I needed to fit in with everybody. Yeah. I needed everybody to like me. <laughs> like it was always, <laughs> it was always like that. And it was yeah. like, especially even the race thing, like you were talking about, Gabby, like, Growing up biracial, it was like, I fit in with the black people, but I fit in with the white people. It was like, (laughs) I'm cool with everybody. Like, and then in high school, it was like, I'm also a Christian. I also get high a bit. Like, we can do that if you want. Like, I also like, I cuss. Like, I'm not that kind of Christian. I needed everybody to see me as like, I'm one Mm -hmm. of y'all. Like, I I can fit in. And I think it wasn't until I started fully pursuing Jesus, like senior year, that I was like, I came up into this place where I was like speaking the gospel and like mm. I'm changing how I am. I'm I'm re re centering what my yeah. identity is rooted in, yeah. and it was like a conversation piece. Or it was like Bella wants to call herself Christian, but she wasn't just dating that drug dealer last year, like mm. that all that kind of stuff. And I'm like trying to hold you to it. Yeah, yeah, literally, it was like you had to be in this place where I had to understand that you really can't serve both the world and God. Like, it's like you had to choose Mm -hmm. one. And it was like this kind of a fork in the road where I was, my identity was shaken at its core, really, where it was like, it's not in my race. It's not in the people around me. It's not in the drugs. It's not in the music. It was like solely in Christ. But what does that look like? Yeah. yeah. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. I think that's a question I ask myself a lot, Um, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, based off of like everything that y'all said, like I think we've all had, you know, inklings of each one of those type of experiences. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, a point I would like to bring up is like your childhood. Um, I think when you're a child, like you soak everything up. Oh yeah. And so like if you see someone doing something, you're like, oh well, I'm I'm young. I'm supposed to do that because you don't know any better. Right. So Mm -hmm. I like to think about like what were you around when you were a kid that you gravitated to because you know you didn't know any better that now you see that in your identity and it may be something from your parents that were like god like or it could be something totally different that god is still trying to work out in you but Mm -hmm. um 
well with my with my family. Um, I'm a church boy. You know, I'm a PK. PK. <laughs> Same. Um, man, it's deep. Um, you know, my grandfather. Um, the church that we are that I'm serving at now uh, came from my grandfather, and it's been you know, about 33 years since it was. You know, since he started it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be with the Lord now, but we're still, you know, flourishing in that. <clears throat> but oftentimes, I would ask God, who am I still? Mm-hmm. Because my mom, a prophet, and my dad, he's close to the, the pastor, being the elder and all this stuff. Then I saw, like, literally my whole family was just like, in my eyes, it was like, man, they're high in God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they man profound and just you know it's like it seemed like they know what to do yeah yeah and i'm like god that's a high standard right there. <laughs> especially right. like when you are raised up in a family where your family gives a lot so oftentimes we would we have lost things helping people mm-hmm. so i'm like god okay I, I i know that you you know i hear that you love us but this sacrificial life that i see before me concerning you I'm like, that's that's a lot of pressure to live up to. And oftentimes, I would even raise a standard that I couldn't even live up to. Mm. So it often had me fall and beat up myself a lot. Yeah. I beat up myself a lot. And, you know, as a child, seeing that, like, my encounters, now I always told God this when my grandfather did pass away. I said, um, I said, Lord, you know, he was my anchor mm. in Christ. And now I have to come to you for myself, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know how to do that necessarily. But I seen, you know, you moving before. Mm-hmm. So that as a child, it was just like, okay. Like you were saying, Isabella, like, I had friends. But I didn't feel apart because I knew I was set apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, my Lord, I'm, <laughs> I'm wrestling with your voice. I'm wrestling with the culture, I'm wrestling with society, I'm wrestling right. with my teacher, I'm wrestling with all this stuff, yeah. all of these different capacities of expectations. It's like God, that often, and that's why, like, you know, I proclaim about, you know, dealing with low self-esteem and dealing with, you know, um, that loss of really understanding who I am. Like, I knew, like, yes, I'm in Christ. I know that, but, Lord, how do I apply that? And I can't apply that unless I understand how that worked, right. you know? So oftentimes as a child, it was just like, you got to live up to your parents' expectations. You got to make sure that you got all A's in class. You got to make sure you got this right, got this right. Boom, boom, boom. You got all this stuff right. Right. So I made no room for mistakes. Mm. I was a perfectionist. Yep. So I was like, what? So as a child, that was really something that I dealt with, trying to be perfect in mm. everything. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's really deep. Um, I can kind of connect with that similarly. Um, I think for me, uh, growing up, I was seen as the invisible child in my family. Mm. And not in the sense of like, oh, like she just goes and hides. Like life was legit there, but it felt like nobody was there. Mm. So a lot of the times... Okay, I I guess I could say like a lot of times because as I got older, me and my brother got super close. Um, So a lot of the... I think my identity as a child stemmed from my brother because he was the one who was around. And so, like, everything he did, I did. 
everything he would go hang out with his friends i would want to go hang out with his friends and mm-hmm. sometimes he would legit let me go hang out with his <laughs> friends even though he's like seven years um apart or whatever but i see how that affected me now because like like even with our career paths they're very similar um i just see how that affects me now because like he just moved to california and mm-hmm. like yes that like hurt me because duh that's my brother but yeah. like also in the sense like i feel like i lost part of mm-hmm. who i am yeah um because he's so far and you know he's starting his life and stuff like that um so i think just like trying to be like someone else i guess is the word in a sense even though like that's your brother and like of course you should want to be like your brother but you're also your own person yeah um so yeah that was mine yeah man i think for me I think it kind of comes back to the whole race thing, like yeah. <laughs> Gabby was talking about. I mentioned like my journey, but also I think that was probably one of the things I saw around me that was like heavy for me, especially like I probably went to predominantly black school, especially high school, all predominantly black. Yes. And so it's like, <laughs> man, like God forbid you talk educated, like you're oh done for, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And especially because I'm, for those listening, like I'm, I'm a little light bright, okay? I'm a, I'm a little light skin. And so my dad's cool. black and my mom, <laughs> <laughs> No, my dad is black and my mom is half Puerto Rican and half white. And so growing up, it was like, what am I? Like, and and then we're speaking Spanish in the household and then we're making papayanos on Sunday, but we going to get like some real, that's what I'm saying. Like we go, we, we getting in, but we're mixing cultures. And it was like, Mm, it was that question of identity. Like, who are you? Like Bella, like Bella's black. Like, no, Bella's Hispanic. Like what is, Bella, you're white. Like I'm literally what am I? Like, what am I was the question of my childhood. It was like, what are you? And I didn't know how to answer. Like, I'm listing all the races. That was the answer to my question. In chapel today, we talked about who are you? I would have answered that back then as all my races. I would have listed, like, my melting pot that I am. Mm -hmm. But um, seeing the culture around you is like, seeing how the the black people had a little bit more slang going on. Like, they had a little (laughs) bit more, like, if you didn't see this movie, you wasn't black. If you didn't eat this food, you wasn't black. And it's like, I'm sorry. And then if you talk a little different, you were Oreo. Like, what are you? (laughs) Like, it's this whole complicated, like, societal expectation when you're even a part of the black community at all. So let alone if you're a part of everything, it's you come to this point where it's like, it's either you're everything or you're nothing. Mm. And I think that was for me was like, that literally was my identity. And it was like, I got so defensive about it. And people would be like, well, Bella, you're not black. And I'm like, yes, I am, but I'm also this. Like, yes, I am. And I had to defend myself in a way like, you're questioning my character. Like, you're questioning who I am. But my identity is not placed in the color of my skin, nor is it placed in my background. So I think that was like a big thing for me growing up was just that culture around me and how how I had to navigate through that personally. But yeah, that's good. Wow. I think for me, uh, my what I got from my childhood or like where I stem from for my childhood was was just fun. Yeah. Mm. And fun can be good and it and it could be bad. Um. Yeah, like, my life was centered around just having fun. Like, my, my mom and my dad were divorced, and mm-hmm. I stayed with my mom. And I'd be on, with my dad on the weekends. And my mom always called my dad the fun dad, like, and which he was. Like, I mean, every weekend we going to see a movie. <laughs> uh, we getting fast food. Like, when I'm at his house, I get to stay up, however late <laughs> I want to. I watch Ridiculousness and, and binge watch that. You know what I'm saying? And, um... And it, and it and it poured over into into my schoolwork. I just wanted to have fun. Mm. Schoolwork isn't fun, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna just make sure while I'm here, I'm gonna have fun, whoop and all of that. And then my father passed away when I was mm. 14, and so I'm like, 
dang, like, like my dad was my best friend, and it's kind of like that kind of. I feel like I like to say that like my life started once my father died. Mm. Wow. So like when you when you're having fun all the time, you you don't really notice that you remain stagnant and like you remain in one place if you're just having fun you can't really work towards anything not saying that uh the things that you do that are progressing you in life can't be fun but it's when your focus is just fun and not getting things done you remain in one place and one thing i had noticed is that like after my father passed away he passed away right before i went into high school and i Mm. was still trying to like when my father died i was numb for a whole year and didn't even know it for real because it's kind of a hard concept to wrap your head around because yeah. he died so suddenly. Right. Like, it wasn't something that was like, uh, he was really sick for a long time or whatever. Right. It was like my dad was, got checked into the hospital on Tuesday. He was having problems with his heart. He passed away of congestive heart failure on that Saturday. Wow. wow. Yeah. And so it's like, yo, like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I was about to call him leaving the hospital. Mm. It's crazy. I was like, I was gonna no. Actually, when I got home, I was gonna call him. Like, yo, like, yeah. Th- and there's nothing there. It's like so. It's crazy. There's no way. There was no way for me to, to, to like, what's the word? I didn't have an outlet for that fun anymore. Mm. Yeah. And at my mom's house, it was just always like you know, straight business or whatever. Like my mom worked super hard. You know how it is as a single black mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super hard and super tough. You gotta make. You gotta manage not only your household but your personal business and also a child as well and making sure that they have everything that's right for them and so that fun just like went kapoof and i still have it all within me but it's also like okay i gotta do my schoolwork okay i gotta uh because i started preaching really towards my senior my junior senior year of high school and so like i was always trying to have fun like I was always the one cracking jokes in class. Like I was always the one <laughs> trying to trying to get everybody to just be together so that we can all have fun and stuff yeah. like that. But it took a lot of uh, took a lot of discipline, and I feel like that's where I'm. Uh, that's the state I'm in right now is just being disciplined. Mm. Like when my father passing away, it's kind of like I'm just now getting over it because, mm. like I said, fun can make you stagnant. And I was also someone who smoked a lot. And because it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that fun, it just, it can keep you in one place. And I feel like I'm just now starting to grow, now that I've left that life behind me. And also another thing that uh, through my spiritual journey that I've just come to realize is mm-hmm. that it took my father passing away to realize that God is my father. Wow. Yeah. God is my heavenly father. And all the traits of a father God is that yeah. mm-hmm. and more and more. And so it was like yeah. I was always more. trying to look and find something to replace that of my father when I had a heavenly father there the whole time mm. and so yeah that's where that's where I'm at now you know <laughs> that just brought to my remembrance because like you talk about like your dad passing for me like my dad was there and mm. you know especially for a girl or a woman and like having your dad is like essential for <laughs> yeah. sure. because yes. like that's where you learn how a man treats you how a man shouldn't treat you and all the like st- fundamental things that you need as you grow yeah. and so like not having that like i used to tell my friends all the time like i didn't let it bother me like right. it kind of was like i felt like that was normal but like mm-hmm. growing up after like 
seeing my friends with dads and it clicked like why don't you have that Mm -hmm. like it started to like mess with me a little bit and by the time I got to like high school I wanted nothing to do with that man yeah um especially because he was just in and out of my life um but I had to come to a place with God to just like and it's still a journey because I'm still learning God to be my father but that's something like my mom would remind me is like yes you don't have an earthly father that's like doing his job but God is constantly seeking after you constantly trying to hey gabby i'm here let me in um so it didn't it didn't start really clicking till this year i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but (laughs) um um, yeah (laughs) but i think that allowed me to forgive my earthly father for not doing what he um was supposed to do and yes some days it's still like irk my nerves but (laughs) but um there's I'm at a place of forgiveness where I can sit down and actually have a conversation with him and not be mad that you weren't there yeah. and actually genuinely start to love you like, you know, a daughter and father are supposed to have that type of relationship. And it may not be perfect, but it's like this doesn't have to be perfect. But since God is, it's OK. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, good. Yeah. But having your father <coughs> is like an identity crisis. Yeah, and I feel like. Yeah. That's kind of what I went through without him because I was just doing a whole bunch of nonsense, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. And it, it makes you want to, like, for a girl, it just makes you want to go find a boy. Yep. And a lot of the times my mom will say, like, you find the man that you look for is your father, intention- not intentionally, but, like, um, when you're, like, trying to marry someone, you're kind of marrying your dad in a way because mm-hmm. that's how, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you were raised. Yeah. And when you don't have that, it's like, okay, well, what am I looking for? Right. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. good. That like, is, yeah. That makes me think, like, with me, I had my dad in the house physically, and he wasn't there mostly or, like, mentally or mm-hmm. any other way. Yeah. So he would, like, prioritize the game and, like, the movies over his family. And I remember, like, as a kid, like, I used to be banging on his door, like, we're playing games. Like, can you want to join us? Like, yeah. we're going to go play apples to apples or something and he never wanted nothing to do with it like mm-hmm. he always was like in his room on his phone on his game and it irked me like and, he d- and with my siblings did the same thing and that led to like also like an identity conversation as well where it's like like how do I have my father but I don't have my father you right. know what I mean like yeah. how is my dad here but I don't have access to him mm-hmm. like how is that happening and it was like and then I would have friends over who like you got a dad like your dad is cool I'm like he's cool that you're here like <laughs> right, you right, know right. parents you put on a whole show <laughs> exactly. but I'm like man and so it was like a whole identity thing and so I would also have the things are you looking guys like I I love the attention from guys and it was a whole conversation of like what my value was in or what my identity was in like what a lot of girls put their identity in their bodies like how they get the attention from guys Man, or like relationships and yeah. things like that and yeah. I went through that whole phase where I was like I, I am literally nothing aside from my body right. and it was like I think that's rooted in the fact that like we need fathers in the home mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother conversation right. but yeah. that's like a lot of people will say that we live in like a fatherless generation in a way yeah. and so it's like fatherless we're seeking home. for a dad and none of us know the father in heaven that we have. So yeah. we need fathers in the home. We need fathers in the dome. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be there mentally. The That's rapper, Jay Cooper, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Go stream prosper. Follow right his now. socials. On me. Go stream prosper right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. My mom and dad. When I was younger, they were on and off a lot. Mm. So there was a period where. My dad was gone, and you know I had I was the oldest, so I had siblings, so we were all at the house. And most times, you know, I could tell that they were leaning more on me, mm. and I was like, 
in my mind, I'm like, man, okay. I'm gonna do this and do this, take out the garbage. Like, I'm gonna just do what seems manly. Like, what I, you know, when my dad was there, like, you know, you wanna make sure you do this, make sure your room clean. Like, it was certain things I just did, like, to kind of feel, to step up to help my mom. Mm-hmm. And when, as I got older, one of the things that, you know, God even helped me with, like, in my senior year, He told me, He was like, you know, your mom is the nurturer. Mm. but your father is supposed to raise you. Yeah. And, you know, thank God that my dad, you know, he, the relationship between my mom and dad, they, you know, they're good. They've been married for almost 22 years. They've been having another anniversary. Here thank God. Praise <laughs> God. Yeah. But um, one of the things that kind of damaged me was how it affected my siblings. Mm. See, for me, you know, being the oldest, I've seen it firsthand. I seen yeah. everything, mm-hmm. and some things I just won't even tell them. And you know, one of the things that my dad and my mom kind of have a trend of is like having those honest conversations of what happened, and you know, not getting too deep into every little detail that happened. That's but like, so powerful. Like it was just like, what happened? You know, like why, why, why are we the result of your mistake? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Why wow. are we? the one suffering off of the decisions that you guys made. Right, wow. right. And I never understood that. I'm like, Lord, I'm like, I don't want to be dealing with this. I want to, like, I want to live my life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, I love my siblings. And then, you know, just a little bit of transparency, we, um, I have another brother. I, I had another brother when I was younger that I did not know of. Mm. And recently, you know, he's he's with us now, but it been like fourteen years. Wow. And it was like, so y'all didn't mind to tell us, you know. Right. So that took another <laughs> pressure because I already built and cultivated the relationship that I had with my siblings in the house. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta try to build it when he <laughs> gotta account for fourteen oh, years. Right. Fourteen That's years. Crazy. So it was like, God, so how old were you at the time? I think they told me when I was fifteen. Mm. Wow. So this was like at the the break of going into high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like I took, see, when I when my parents talked to me about it, I took it very well. But when I got back in the house, my sibling was like, I knew it. And they were just kind of like heightened. I'm like, gosh, you know, <laughs> let's, <Calm down. laughs> let's figure this out together. But um, th- the point is, like, um, I thank God that my father in my life but I'm glad that I got to know who my father is in heaven yeah. mm-hmm. because he was more than anything and you know when my dad disappointed me which I don't hold him against anything mm-hmm. it's just that I know now that the only one that I can p- depend on and that will never ever fail me mm-hmm. is God himself Amen. and you know he declares that in a word about you know once once we get in the kingdom we are his children and we can call him father yeah mm-hmm. and that man that relationship it was it, it it changed my life and it taught me how to deal with my parents how to deal with those situations even how to deal with my sister because there was a lot of things that she was traumatized by yeah. and it took a toll on me because i was the oldest right so i'm like you know just navigating through that god just he's he's faithful he's good Oof, <laughs> talk about Amen. it Mm-mm-mm. um 
that leads us to identity in Christ, the title. <laughs> um, yes, Father. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that was a good ending. <laughs> I think well illustrated. Well, very much. We're gonna get distracted very much in the podcast, guys. So <laughs> bear with us. Um, but I think okay for me, like because like I've just always struggled with my identity. I feel like at some point I felt like I just had no identity. Um, Jesus being my identity that was like a whole new thing for me because it's like how are you telling me I have an identity in another person when I'm literally struggling with. Of having my own identity with another person <laughs> that's not God. Like I don't know. Right, it just right, right. it just never clicked for me until it clicked for me, if that makes sense. But um yeah, so how do y'all like perceive your identity in Christ? Hmm. Um well I think my my how I perceive my identity in Christ goes back to my father passing away. Hmm. And like I said, it took like when my father first passed away, like I was never angry. I was just more shook more than anything. I was mm-hmm. more it was more of a sad thing. It was more of like I said, I was in a place of just numbness for a long time. And my father my father passed away. It was kinda like I was never mad at God. Mm. Like I knew like 'cause I had I had faith back then but it wasn't nearly to where I am now. And um I just knew that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I pray. I'm like, I pray every day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know my mom's a strong woman of God and stuff like that. I'm like, right. I'm like this, this, this isn't a bad thing. Mm. And, you know, and I just always kept that mindset that everything happens for a reason. And it goes back to what I said, that it took my father passing away for me to find that he is my heavenly father. And just building that relationship and accepting the role and claiming the role of being a child of God mm-hmm. mm. is what brought me I don't even remember the question, but this is what brought <laughs> me yeah. It brought me it brought me to where I am today. So, it brought my uh it brought my hold on, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, identity or identity. Being, yeah, identity uh, in Christ. Oh yeah, that it that shaped my identity in Christ. <laughs> That's how, I, that's how we gonna end that. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes you be rambling and, and it just like, yeah. What's the question? I, I had lost it a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think ooh, that was loud, sorry. Um <laughs> I think for me, I'm still learning my identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. If we're being completely honest. Um and I'm right now it's really just learning how to trust God with my identity. Um because not having the father figure around and everyone telling me like God is your heavenly father how do you expect me to operate when I never had a father so I don't even know what that looks like and then like the things that I do know like of my father they weren't good so it's like I'm gonna look at God in the light that's not good so it's really just God is right now truly just reforming my brain (laughs) Um, and how it operates when it comes to father love and just learning how to trust him and just knowing that whatever he's telling me to do or even just the things he's trying to do for me will get done and is going to bless me and then so like yeah that's that's where my identity right now is but it's, it's also good. in like yeah. um spending time with God so definitely helped me uh and the crazy thing is like when I was younger and not like safe for real or whatever um uh, my mom was always like 
pray, read your Bible. And I'm just sitting here like, bro, what is that going to do? Right. <laughs> like, oh, like, right. is that, is I was like, is that going to change the circumstances? Because right. I don't think it is. Just it's talking like, about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, like. I don't know, but I will say, like, even yesterday, like, I just had this very, like, depressing feeling on me before, like, going mm. to outcry, and I was in the mm. shower, and washing my hair, and I'm just like, God, what is this? Like, I'm listening to worship music, and I'm just, like, sad, bro, and yeah. I'm just, like, for no reason, but something in me told me to just start praying, so that's mm. what I did. I just started walking my room, and I'm just praying, and, like, that feeling left, like, instantly, so I will say, like, spending time with God, like, helps with those type of things and yeah. learning who you are in Christ because that's when God can sit there and reveal like okay this is what you need to work on this is what I need you to do and like he just started throwing all them gems and I'm like wow like mm. I'm gonna bring up what I was talking about earlier like how I said like sometimes like I'll be like full force like yeah this is this is God and like I'm heavy oh, yeah. on fire mm-hmm. and then doubt and I'm just like bro what yeah. the heck and it literally <laughs> right and it literally tears me apart it was just like god I, I was just like cool like what do you mean and then like all these thoughts are like well is god real for real or like right. is he Man. doing what he or is this just your thoughts, right yeah. it's like and it just starts hitting you and so i was talking about earlier how like i was doing this bible study book thing by uh kenneth hagan and he was just basically saying like the mind um the mind faith versus the heart faith that's what it was earlier yeah. anyway um the mind faith versus heart faith and he was like you you can doubt in your head something but it's what you say that mm-hmm. matters of it so like say if you're believing for a, a house or something and you're like okay god I'm, I'm trusting you to you know bring this forth but in the same breath be like well i don't see the results or i don't see the money coming in and all this other stuff that's just mind faith because it's not rooted down deep into you that you know that God's going to do it versus like um, you're believing for a car and you're sitting there like, okay, God, <laughs> bring me the car. And still, and you still don't see the car here, but in the same sentence, you're like, oh, th- that's my car. You're speaking into existence. Still. Yeah. You're acting on faith. And that's how you know it's rooted in you. And that's so the, reading, reading that God like brought to my remembrance, like, or he was just talking to me. He was just like, that's faith. And, that's how you know I'm real and things like mm. that. And he was just affirming a lot of things I was asking him. And I was yeah. just like, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I was going to say, like, um, like what you were saying, uh, Jeremiah, like when my grandfather passed away, that's when everything kind of kick-started with mm. me in God. And I remember I told God, uh, long story short, um, I got saved when I was 12. And I told God, I said, Lord, if you real, because um, I've been in Sunday school as a child so I, I knew the scripture what to pray mm-hmm. I was like God um, I'm tired of uh, my family or my parents going through this building situation for our house <clears throat> and I said Lord if you're real um, please help us but in me saying help us I said Lord here's my life mm-hmm. mm. and when I did that I kid you not the next day, all the bills that were sitting on the table wow. laid out were paid. Dang. Paid for. Won't and, he do it? <laughs> and <laughs> God, like at the time, you know, being 12, I had got me a, a, a video game and I had mm. gotten blessed with more clothes. Mm. So it was like, I said, Lord, now, who are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, okay, you did it. 
Then you added more. Right. So what's up? Right. So, so like, who are you for real? Right. So that was like, oh my gosh, thank you, and I was crying so wow, bad. Yeah. I said, Lord, I thank you, thank you for it. Then it just, the Lord, I was, uh, I still am. I'm a dreamer, mm. and Same. I would, I had visions of what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh Lord, this is too, this big, <laughs> it's bigger than me. Right. But the Lord had to remind me, like, of course it's gonna be bigger than you because you are gonna need me. So I'm like, mm. talk about it, right? So you know, back to my grandfather. <laughs> my grandfather didn't give me religion; he gave me kingdom. Mm. Mm. So me identifying <laughs> my position with God as son, mm-hmm. I had to think about it in a kingdom way. Yeah, and you know, one of the things, like I said earlier, you know, religion produces systems, laws, rules but kingdom produces culture. And one of the things that I realized was God calling me son was also, it was not just because of his love, but it was strategic because you know how the Bible says that we are heirs of God and yeah. joint heirs of Christ. Yeah. That, that the culture of the kingdom has to be passed down, has to be passed down to his children because he's the king. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, started studying, I'm like, wait a minute. Even at the extent of my sin, my brokenness, all the stuff that I was asking God to do, wait a minute. I'm his son. Yeah. I am his son. That's good. And oftentimes, like, you know, I'm not saying that I fully understand it now, but I just know, like, look, if I don't have another prayer, I say, Lord, look, remember I'm your son. Remember me, I'm your son. Mm-hmm. And you said that you would take care of me. You said that these, you know, you will be there every step of the way. But Lord, I also understand that I got to meet you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to reach my hand out too. Mm-hmm. And that's where oftentimes, like, I fail in the beginning stages of my walk with God and finding my identity in Christ because I thought, you know, God should do everything for me. Mm. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to do any um no part (laughs) of doing a walk walking with him and i didn't understand what that meant either but um to bring this to a close like one of the things that helped me identify um my identity in christ was actually coming out of the religious mindset Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i had to like the lord dealt me he was like i need you to understand how a kingdom period works. Yeah. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. See, we know we want to worship God. Oh, you come by. <laughs> Let me just say this one part and I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> we know, yes, the Lord, he dealt with me in the car a few days ago. I was listening to worship music. I was just singing to the Lord. Yeah. And he was like, um, you don't, yes, you worship me because I'm good. Yes, I've been good, but I'm your king. Mm. That is the culture of the kingdom period right you honor your king right you bow down to your king Amen. so when i thought about it, i said lord that's great mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was like remember even though i'm king i'm your father yeah that's so deep, i was right? like yeah. wait a minute lord <laughs> this is deep this is deep so i really i'm really that close to yeah. you you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah i'm gonna leave that right there no, but that's, that's how it kind of just started helping me like kingdom minded I kept hearing that my whole life be kingdom minded we want to be kingdom minded people I never understood that 
and just recently. Yeah. But go ahead. That gives you a sense of confidence, too. Like, man, my dad the king. Right. And he my daddy. I wish somebody would say, you feel me? Yeah. Like, man, that's what I would be telling the devil all the time. Like, bro, like, you trying to, what? My dad, you know my dad the king. Right, right. Amen. Like, you can't you can't touch this. For real. You know, in the Bible, when you said that, I forgot what you exactly said. It just left me, <laughs> no, you but go, you go. it brought up the verse, um, Psalms eighty two six, where it says, "I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High." Yeah, I think. And okay, now when people call themselves gods, I'd be like, "Hold on now, because <laughs> what are you talking Pause. about?" Right, right. right. Red button, but <laughs> red flag. No. In, a sense, <laughs> in a sense, because we are God's children, and God is God, and He, like you said, He's our King and Father. Hint word, father. Yes. That would make us many gods. That's our inheritance. Uh, now, nah, not capital G. <laughs> uh huh. Lowercase. Amen. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah I just had good. to bring that up because yeah. I don't think we know our authority. But anyway, it's, it's about to go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's about <laughs> There's that line in that worship song that's um. Now I'm losing my religion to be loved like a child, mm. and like Ooh. that's what it is. Like when you step into that that sonship of, yeah. of heaven, it's it's. You, it's an adoption. Yeah, yeah, I'm adopted into this family of Christ that I become his, like I belong to you. Mm-hmm. And I think with me, it's it seems like a rare answer, but I feel like the more I found my identity in Christ was only when I started to pursue him more. Yeah. So really it was reading and praying like right. your mama was yeah. talking yeah. about, which is crazy because you hear <laughs> that and you're like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like how right. does that connect to your identity? But it's when I started walking down this this path and every ounce of my being just wants more mm-hmm. of Jesus. And I just want to be fully submerged in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That that's when I became confident in yeah. the fact that I am a child of God first. And I am a daughter of the Most High King. Nothing else matters. Right. And we realize how many things you find your identity in. Like I'm, my identity is not found in being a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Like my identity is not found in how much I can talk. Like how 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 well the words that I say are, mm-hmm. because I'm solely found in Christ. And so when every everything in me wants more of Jesus, like when I'm away from the Christ, I'm dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm no longer satisfied with the surface level activities. Like I mm-hmm. want to be deeper and deeper still. Like I don't ever want to. <laughs> have a hunger that I'm like, okay, I'm not hungry anymore. No, yeah. I want to, I want the Lord to awaken the hunger within me that is never fully satisfied. And that every time I get a taste of Jesus, that it just gets more hungry for more of him. Yes. But, um, I'm going on a rant. So when I'm there, like, I think that's, that only just started probably this year, honestly, yeah, it's like recently, I pursued yeah. him like senior year. I was pursuing him since deeper and deeper. And then recently I came to this place where, nothing in me wants anything else besides Jesus. Yes. Like I only yeah. want Christ. And it's yeah. like, it's so easy to say, and even in trials and tribulation, because like I can find myself lazy in bed, but it's like, I've had times when my spirit is yearning and it's almost mourning because mm. I'm, I feel far. Like I'm like, I feel so dissatisfied with where I'm at. Like, why am I not sitting in the presence of the King right, right now? Yeah. What could be better mm. than that? Yeah. And so when I'm away from yeah. that, you, that's when you start to question like who I am. That's when you start to question like those doubts that come in your mind. Cause the enemy loves to kick you while you down. Let okay. me talk about it. But yeah, yeah. He loves taking those vulnerable moments, man. Yeah. But it's like when you're at that spot where it's like, I want, everything in me to be hungry for more of Jesus mm-hmm. that hunger is where my identity is found it's where I want more of Christ and more of Christ because Christ is my father mm-hmm. but Christ is like my friend he's he's mine like I belong to him and he is mine like there's that exchange there that I, it's like 
I die to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm is no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Because yeah. I want to be a vessel. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be the Holy Spirit to just use me and to flow through me. I want it to be less of me and to be more of Him. And so when you find more of Him and less of you, that's where you find where you are. Because mm-hmm. in who He is is where you find where you are. Yeah, I was gonna say like one of the things like I always have to often tell people. I said, I this. This walk with God didn't just happen yesterday. No, oh, yeah. I had like back to what you were saying. You have to, you gotta find, you gotta create that hunger for God. Yeah. You gotta create that pursuit. And oftentimes, like <clears throat> one of the biggest things that, like the Lord kind of helped me with, He was like, you can't apply what you don't understand, mm. but you can't mm. understand what you don't know. Okay. Mm. So I was like, you know, when it talks about like in the scripture, when you know how Satan has blinded the mind mm-hmm. of those who don't believe yeah. to s- from seeing the glorious light. So oftentimes, I'm like, Lord, so you often are talking about transformation, but you always starting right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. You always starting in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that the, the, you know, the Lord was just helping me with was he was like, in Scripture, he led me to the Scripture. I forgot where it was, but y'all gonna know where it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like, let this mind be in you as it was in Christ. Mm. He said, let this mind be in you. So oftentimes I'm like, Lord, this battle of me being close or me being far, yes, it it, it brings satisfaction to my soul, but that battle is right here. How I'm seeing it and the the perception, the mentality Mm -hmm. of coming out of um, learning how to be loved and walking in that sonship instead of walking according to a law mm-hmm. or you gotta you gotta do this mm-hmm. no i want to do this because i love god right mm-hmm. i want to know about more of my father because once i know him as you said mm-hmm. i know me mm-hmm. because i am in the image of god and because jesus is in the picture yep. satan you can't hold me to my sin no Amen. more you can't hold me you can't hold that against me because i've been forgiven mm-hmm. Amen. so it's, it's pretty like when you look at it like god yes he loves us but he's so strategic and everything that he has done for the purposes of us to walk in the fullness yeah. of our inheritance. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, a good point of you bringing up the mind. Because um, the mind is where everything starts. And I say that because, like, if you have a negative thought and if you let that thought just run and run mm-hmm. and run, you'll see it manifest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, like, the Bible talks about, like, just talk about the beginning. Like, yeah. God spoke. But before he spoke, he had to think of it. You have to think about it. Yeah. And since we are like God, whatever we say will come to pass. So, like, anything you say, ooh, what's the verse? Um, It talks about the heart. <laughs> Jesus, bring it back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man thinking in his heart. So is he? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's I mean. <laughs> that was the <laughs> anyway, Basically, let's just give an example, right? Because for me, like, I dealt or I. Yes, dealt past tense. We fixed Come it. on. Uh, We're working on <laughs> that. We like <laughs> progress right there. Y'all just with Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety, and mm. it all stemmed from my thoughts because I had this fear of death. I had this fear of like yeah. losing my mind because of my things that were in my family um, and just mental illness. And it got to the point where I, w- I couldn't go to sleep because it was like, God, I'm, I'm scared. And mm. it was just, it was just a lot. Um, and I, I would call my mom and that was the only thing that would calm me down because I knew she was going to pour the word into me. Mm. So, um, once I figured out that like 
okay, let me let me retrain my mind. Let me mm-hmm. go to the word and start memorizing these verses that have everything to do about mind and peace and mm-hmm. casting your anxieties yeah. over to God and things like that. So once I started like doing that, the devil said, okay, I'm going to come 10 times harder. And it was like, all right, G, I'm going <laughs> to just give up. But yeah. like I couldn't because it's like I'd rather have a sane mind in Christ than to allow the devil to just take over and you know give him that w and i'm just like "Mm, we can't have that but um (laughs) yeah so i'll just say like it it definitely matters what you let or allow um your mind to think about um Mm -hmm. because it shows up in your life whether you like it or not and it shows up in your identity too because what you think about is kind of who you become um, this is good. I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> going. Yeah, it um, talks about that in James too. It talks about um, oh man, Lord, you are so good. It talks about like how <laughs> sin, like it starts with the desire, and then it like it yeah, births itself into yeah. sin. Yeah, and then sin birth- gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. And um, but and I wrote in my notes next to it, and I say you cut it off at the desire because right. you you mess yourself up when you flirt with sin. Right. Because that's where you start mm-hmm. leaning into something is when you entertain mm-hmm. a thought, when you entertain Ooh. a desire, and you start flirting with it, and then you get all of a sudden you wondering why you just fell into temptation. Because right. why were you flirting with it in the first place? Why are you not getting up and fleeing? Why are you not getting up and the fighting? The Bible says to run. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So when you flirt with that sin. Okay. Hello? <laughs> well, let's do this. It's right. not let's not compromise. Not. Cut it off. Right, cut if it off, I do this, it's technically it's not. Right. But watch, if you keep doing that, it's gonna yeah. bring you right at the contract. Yeah. Like, oh, how it did says, I get him? Right. <laughs> it says that Matthew to cut off the hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy though because oh, now this is uh, this is deep. <laughs> James, when we're tempted. He reveals to us that those temptations come from our own mm-hmm. lustful desires. Mm-hmm. So even when them temptations come, I asked the Lord one time. I said, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. So, Lord, like I always daily tell the Lord, like, Lord, know my heart. Test my heart because mm-hmm. I want you to know me. Like I want to be pure of heart. Yeah. So oftentimes I'm like, God, like I'm, I'm like I'm dealing with certain situations. And oftentimes, I'm like, Lord, like, when I'm dealing with temptation, I'm like, Lord, where's this coming from? Mm -hmm. He was like, you got to look at when you're being tempted. Mm -hmm. Like, perfect example. When we go to Matthew 4, when Satan said, if you are the son of God, you take this stone and turn it to bread. And he was like, Jesus was like, no. Men should not live by bread alone, Mm -hmm. but but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. But Satan was trying to tap into his pride. Right. Being the son of God. Like, I'm going to show him, look, you testing that I'm the son of God? I could. And <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest, Jesus probably could have done that. He could have oh, yeah. yeah, done 100%. that. 100%. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, when I've dealt with situations, I often never look at the person. I'll never look at the thing, but where in, where in me, what in me is leading me when this happens? Mm-hmm. What desire do I have? that is at the core center of why I'm trying to go this direction. Where is it rooted at? Where is it rooted at? Right? And then oftentimes, those, as James declared, it'll lead you into sin. And then sin at full birth will produce death. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, I'm like, Lord, you are so good. Because when we be so quick to blame Satan, 
for the things that happened. Really, he was just touching what was already in us. Right. Mm. 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 That was mm. deep. So I'm like, Jesus, what did you really die for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we give our life to you, when you proclaim that we are new creatures, that is so, it's so profound. We say that as just a reference and a good thing to say in church, but being a new creature is important. Walking in that newness of who you are is important because mm. those things that resided in us before we got in Christ. Not mm-hmm. saying that we still don't deal with our struggles or issues or certain things we're going through, mm-hmm. yep. but we have, how can I say it? Mm-hmm. We have a priest. There mm-hmm. we go. Amen. He always advocates for us, and it declares that Jesus prays for us on our behalf mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's starting, it, I'm just amazed at how <laughs> God worked these things out and how I'm learning, you know, being honest, recently learning how, like, this stuff is starting to make sense. Yeah. yeah. And why he said what he said. Strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scripture mm-hmm. talks about how the mouth speaks with the heart is full of. And it's like you're not going to s- squeeze a lemon and get lime juice. You okay. Know what I mean? like, <laughs> why, why is this happening? Where is it coming from? Like, why all of a sudden I'm cussing like, uh, like a storm? Like, where is right. that coming right. from? You don't speak to the problem. You speak to the root. Right. Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. And there's always something there. Like, what are, what's inside of you? That, wh- that's why it's coming out. There's something inside of you. Where, where is it? What is it? Why is it there? Yeah. Uh, bounce off in that. Um, <laughs> I was telling my roommates, <laughs> we have this group chat, I was like, I, okay, I've been cussing a minute. Like, it's been a good two years since I've, like, said some cuss words out of here. But, <laughs> a little progress. <laughs> um, but I just had this really weird, ex- like, desire to cuss one day. And I was just like, bro, where is this coming from? And I'm not going to lie, I'm a Drake fan. You know, uh, I mean, listen to oh. Drake sometimes. Not too much. Certified love of Not like that. Not musically doing you bogus, man. It'd be the music. It'd be the music. Not in church. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to take. Oh, never mind. Hey, I was going to run the whole church. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because she used to call me on my cell phone. Like, not she. He. Anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now let me refocus. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story is, um, I was listening to Drake the other day, and like the next day or two days after, I just had a desire to just cuss. And I was just like, "What is this?" And God reminded me. She he was like, "You was just listening to Drake the other day." And I was like, mm-hmm. "You right?" Mams was cussing up a storm in that song too. And I was just, <laughs> it was on a new word. album. And I was just like, "Bro, I'm, I'm just mad like, that that album is so hard." <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I agree. What? Why are you? Why are you shaking? Anyway, I'm just, I'm just um, mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like when you open the doors to things, especially things that you dealt with before and that you know have overcome, and you open the door again, it comes back seven times harder. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So like when that happened, I was like, all right, let me get my word. Let me, <laughs> let me pray. Let me, yeah. let me, let me go watch yeah. a podcast on Christianity or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, cancel that out. Yeah, because I was just like, I am not about to. Like go back to this yeah. thing that I've just been free from. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's good. Um, we could be here all all night. Um, let's see. One of the things since we talked about identity, we went. Thank you, Lord, for leading us in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, just to bring a little bit of direction. Um, since we talked about our identity in Christ, and we can 
you know, kind of flow with this one a little bit. Um, how is purpose aligned in that? Mm. <laughs> or how do you even identify your purpose? I'm going to go first. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think for me, I love singing. Mm. Um, I've always loved singing. That was just something I've done since I was growing up, but I've always been that shy singer. Um, but I would sing at my grandma's church and I would sing, <laughs> I would sing at my actual church. So I was just always singing. And like, I told God, like, it's either two things I want to be when I grow up, an actor <laughs> or a singer. Mm -hmm. There was no in between. Um, but as I got older, um, and started noticing like worship leaders and things like that, and just like regular singers, I got like very much afraid to do it because it was just like one being a worship leader, I feel like just like just just a lot of pressure there to be perfect for Christ and just to have this like image of you that you know you're not going any through anything and that you you're just like this perfect Christian. Mm -hmm. um, that was my image of a worship leader. So like before I was saved, I was like, okay, then I'm just gonna be a singer. Cause like it seems easier to just be up there in the secular world doing yeah. whatever the case, yeah. and you know not have this pressure. But like as I got older, I realized that just pressures of both worlds. It's just which one do you want to deal with? And so um, now that I am you know saved and sanctified, Amen. Um, <laughs> um, I really see God pulling on that string of being a worship leader. Um, mm. I was in the car with my mom, and I was talking to her about a song and I was and she was just like honestly I really believe that you truly want to be a worship leader and I was just like yeah <laughs> there's just a little fear there though mm -hmm. but God reminded me that he has not given me a spirit of fear but a power of love sound mind amen second Timothy one seven um so I think it's just like once you find your identity in Christ um he shows you your purpose and sometimes it is the things that you like to do it, sometimes it is the singing and sometimes it is being the the basketball player mm -hmm. it's just involving him in those things um he placed those desires there. exactly yeah. um and he did it for a reason and I, I remember i was just telling jeremiah like i was out outcry yesterday and like i was praying and he just showed me like this <laughs> it was arena full of people and i was on stage and the, it was it was like kind of black not black and white but like i was yeah. a shadow basically <laughs> um and i just saw myself like on stage standing with my arms out like like this um and there's just millions of people on stage and i was worshiping god and and it was gone and i was just like mm. god is this what you're calling me towards <laughs> like if that's what you're calling me towards and if that's my purpose then you need to prepare me now because i'm not <laughs> no girl <laughs> but um yeah i think once you align yourself in christ and your identity in christ mm. god makes your purpose um, match up with what he wants in your life. When I think about how that aligns with purpose, um, you said it, you said it pretty good. Um, oftentimes we don't know how to distinct what we're doing to how to find purpose mm -hmm. um oftentimes purpose is not necessarily the doing it's the why mm -hmm. you're doing it and you know now not to be so spiritually deep but like if it's not necessarily going to give god the glory mm -hmm. as we all as we often say as christians you know <clears throat> even in that giving god the glory is the end goal Mm -hmm. But what God had to teach me was 
that there are steps to him receiving that glory. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that the Lord dealt with me about, like when I think about like, um, because when I was in high school, I had a lot of youth speaking engaging myself, which I still do now. Um, so mm-hmm. I often have to, I had to learn how to position myself. Like, Lord, like, okay, we got this planned out. We got that. We got that. But, Lord, I pray. I tell God, like, Lord, don't just be in it, but let everything that we're doing signify and direct people to you. Mm-hmm. No matter how that direction may look, we're going to end up God getting the glory, okay. right? But now, but now oftentimes, like, one of the things that I had to, I had to, like, kind of think about because I, I, I'm a thinker. Like, Lord, um, when I am playing the drums or when I am speaking or when I, when I am praying or when I am um, at these um, basketball engagements, all this stuff, like, that I, you know, do. And even when I'm just having fun, like, Lord, how do I keep that balance of, you know, making sure that you're there but then not limiting my life lower than the abundance that you promised me, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things, like, um, when I think about, like, just purpose, period, like, oftentimes what a lot of, what a lot of what we do is we just do things haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the society we live in, you want to get it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You got to do it this way. If you want to wanna get it right now, you got to go through this, got to go through that. And oftentimes it'd be a whole process of trying to get there. But then it'd be the wrong process, and then you end up somewhere that you shouldn't be. Nope. And most times, like, um, to keep me in a place of humility, um, Lord, keep the purpose and goal in mind. And oftentimes, is this, and this is how God deals with me. One day, I was, man, I wish I had this book. I, I wrote all of my notes in the beginning stages of my mm-hmm. <laughs> walk with God. And I miss, I wish I could find that book. It's a Bears book, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting down studying. And you know, when you first in Christ, you on fire. Right. Like, fire. You can study for hours. You can sleep. Man, man. It was just crazy for me. I was sitting there studying one time. It was like in the evening time. I was at my home. And the Lord appeared to me. He took me back uh, when I was bullied in school. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> right? Wow. And he even brought me back to the speaking engagements that I had when I spoke to youth. And, you know, you're a powerful man. You gonna, you gonna, your future is bright. I like, get all these words, right? And he brought me back to all of the moments. And it was like, it was like a movie almost. Like I would just sit, it was like a screen, like a vision. And the Lord, when I saw myself, I saw cracks in me. Mm. Like a mirror. I was like, whoa, this look, this don't look like, <laughs> no, nah, Lord, this ain't me. Right. And he's like, yes, this is you. But I'm like, and then I asked, God said, Lord, if I'm broken, how was I able to do this? Mm-hmm. Right? How was I able to, you know, he was like, it was me. <laughs> mm. And then another encounter, the Lord showed me, I was standing, I was on my knees, I was praying, I closed my eyes. And the Lord came before me. And he, it was this bright light, mm. right? And it was like, now I, now we know God is a spirit, but how I saw it is like he opened up his heart, opened up himself. Like it was like his chest, his counterpart of his chest. And he opened up himself. And I saw love 
like I felt like when he when whatever that power or light was when it came into me all I felt was love mm. and when that love filled my heart it mended all of those broken mm. places wow I was like that's so good whoa wait a minute Jesus so when I think about purpose oftentimes um I have to remember like Lord this is a God thing and that's what my grandfather used to say, and it's on his uh, gravestone as well, because he used to say that all the time. It's a God thing. Yeah. Mm. You can't, you you can only give God what God wants with him only. You can't love God without him. You can't, I mean, like, I couldn't literally, when I, now I'm recently I'm coming to this place, I'm like, Lord, I can't do literally nothing mm-hmm. you can't breathe without i can't me. even depend like i like there is no ounce of dependency on nothing else mm-hmm. if you're not there if you're not at the center of why i'm doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. throw it away right mm-hmm. but that's it i'm gonna be quiet go ahead so imagine. Right. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. um. <laughs> so we're talking about like our purpose in christ yeah yeah so as you all were talking you know what I'm saying? I took the time to look up some verses. Amen. I'm not going to sit up here in front. Like, I know everything, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to mm-hmm. be honest. So I came across to Isaiah 43 and 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, who I form, whom I formed and made. Which means, to me, what I, say, what I get from that is, everyone who is called by my name, I created for my glory. Mm-hmm. And so since we're created to glorify God, like you said, we can't mm-hmm. do anything without him that that pleases him, yeah. right? And so, and like you said, that we have to love, there's no loving God without God. <laughs> Scripture says God is love. Right. Mm. And so we need God to do anything, right? So we need God to glorify him as well. And it's like, kind of like what Gabby was saying as well like we're here to glorify God and we have to glorify God in everything that we do yeah and I know like for me you know the things that I the things like the desires that I have that God has placed in me I have to glorify God through those things yeah and you know and for me that's music yeah and that's using my influence like I know a lot of people like just look up to me just because of my personality and I, yeah. I'm, I'm a big community and, and camaraderie type of person. Yeah, I just yeah. love when people get together. That's really when I feel the most like myself mm. in a sense. And so th- those are my desires. And what I could do is glorify God through my desires, mm. you know. And that's why I feel like I'm, I'm built and I'm called to music, to the music industry. And um, it was crazy, like, I remember uh, God has always given me dreams as well. (laughs) And, like, I would, since a kid, like, I just knew, like, I knew I was going to be famous. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I just just knew I was going to be famous. Yeah, when I get famous, you know, I'm doing doing this, 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 and that, doing this, 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 and that. Not knowing that it wasn't just the fame, it was influence. Mm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the fame, it was that you being an heir you know what i'm saying you being mm, an heir to the yeah, kingdom yeah. so like i said we walk with that that confidence or whatever and just knowing the fact that yeah i'm gonna be something yeah we already are something mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's like back to my dreams like god would have me in my dreams like since i was little like i'd yeah. just be kicking it with chris brown 
I just, I, it's crazy. I be, I was just kicking it with the baby. Me in the back seat, <laughs> back seat of the car, and I'm ministering to him though. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm ministering to these people, to these big influences that <clears throat> influence the world yeah. today. And then, as you see now, like with, with YSL getting getting locked up and stuff like that, yeah. and, and, and all these rappers dying and things mm. like that. Like I actually had a dream. It's crazy. Oof. I had a dream. Gavin know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I had a dream about something Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh I wanna say this was a year. I think a full year before the rapper takeoff was, was shot and killed, right? Mm. And in the dream, it was him walking around this house. It was kinda like a haunted yeah. like death theme yeah. type of house or whatever, haunted, right? Yeah. It was a haunted house. And he's walking around and like my dreams like I'm a big movie fan and I see everything like yeah. Like movies, kind of. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And that's why, and that's another reason why I love God so much, because He's strategic. If you watch a film and you break down the Easter eggs and things like that, <laughs> there's so everything is placed in a movie for a reason. And mm -hmm. so that's how God gets yeah, you yeah. to understand Him as well. But anyway, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so the whole the whole dream is a one shot take of just take off, walking around this this haunted place or whatever, right? So literally the night before he died. Watching the, I was watching the, the music video. Uh, I forgot what song it was. You know, you yeah, know what music video I'm talking. Yeah. I forget what song it was. It was because the Unk and Few album had dropped. Yeah. Watching the music video to that album, shook. This is exactly what I saw in my dream. Right. It's a one shot take of him walking around a haunted house. Yeah. He's got a skeleton behind him. I turned the video off immediately. Throw my phone. <laughs> oh my god! No I don't way. know what you're saying to me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're saying to me, but I just pray. You know, I just pray that whatever it is that you're trying to tell me, Father God, I was praying for myself and I was praying for takeoff, right? <laughs> praying for take. Okay. <laughs> and um and I wake up the next day and I see takeoff shot and kill. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, God, like what so it's like, what does this mean? And he said he simply said, like, I'm making room. Mm. See, okay, and like <sighs> His, because, like, you would not think, like, him making room would be somebody dying. Yeah. Like. But, but also. But that was power. My stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to think about it. Yeah. Think about the verse I just said. Everyone who was called by my name, I created for my glory. Mm. Mm. They ain't glorifying God through their music. And they got to go. They gotta go, they and gotta I go. feel, and I feel this strongly. Like God has a call on our generation. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like, Ooh. just this Bella, like the fire that she has right now. That's inspiring somebody right now who's listening to this. 100%. You know what I'm saying? The wisdom that you have, Marquise. Yeah, that resonates with so many people who think differently. You know what I'm saying? We're bringing people to, we're bringing people to Christ. We're uniting the kingdom. Shout out to my brand. But we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're uniting Jesus. the kingdom. Check you know out. what I'm saying? And like, I don't know. I really feel the presence of God like in this room. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking at all of us in here and I'm like, there is, we, f we fulfill like the traits of the people who are listening. Mm. You would you, like you, Marquise, you have wisdom. You think differently than everybody else. There are so many people who feel like they're outcasted by the way that they think. 100%. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Bella, like your fire for God is so cr like I, that's just 
that's just what I've been feeling like the whole time that you've been talking. Like for those who on fire for God and just like yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Like you, you feel Isabella when she's talking about God, and I and I and I completely love it. Yeah. And and Gabby, where you're where you're at right now in your faith, you're still trying to figure everything out. You're still trying to figure things out, and that's perfectly okay, because you're seeking Him daily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody right now listening to this isn't like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what stands out about you, Gabby, is your obedience, even in the unknown. And that's what is keeping you, you know what I'm saying, on the steady path. It's what's keeping you in alignment. And for me, I'm goofy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I'm goofy. You know what I'm saying? I rap and things like Ooh. that. So I can I can call that, that quote-unquote, cool crowd or whatever, how you want to say it. Yeah. But that's that's my appeal. And I just feel like it's it's us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're called to make this difference. Everybody in this room. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit talking. Because <laughs> I'm what feeling ev- the Holy Spirit talking. Everything that you're saying right now, although like we're all c- uniquely different, it's all rooted in Christ. It's all rooted in Christ. That's Which the common denominator. Right. In all of this. And I think <laughs> a lot of the times people be like, oh, Christians are the same. da 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 no, ah. like we all got our own uniqueness and, and everything that we're doing, God is using it, using us. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, just <laughs> yeah. When I think about the scripture, I'm sorry. Like when he talks about like when we are uh, fearfully, wonderfully made, mm-hmm. I broke, I said, I took both of those words fearfully, wonderfully. Um, when I looked it up, <clears throat> when it talks about God made us fearfully, meaning that he took his time and honored and took regard mm-hmm. of how he made us. Yeah, mm. He took his time with each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And when we think about wonderfully, that's the creative part of who we are, the yes. uniqueness of our differences, but it's all still rooted, like you said, in, in Christ. Christ. So yeah. oftentimes, like even you identifying the differences of that, that we have, because I feel the fire of the Lord yeah. right now as well. Yeah. Like one of the things that, I see that God is doing, especially in our generation, like, we, uh, thank you, Lord. That's why religion is killing a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Tradition is killing people. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we talk about, like, give, um, this relationship, but, like, how, like I was saying earlier, like, I can tell people, like, God is going to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. But if I have food, I have clothes. If I have things that I can give them, give it. Because mm-hmm. that is how my faith can be fully expressed when I am ministering to them. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like, when I asked the question, now the Lord dealt with me about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was like, look at what Paul said. He was like, I don't come with enticing words. I come with power. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I come with power. And oftentimes, like you were saying, God is strategically, and I and I and I and I said this in a um, in a chapel one time about how God is preparing a remnant of people mm-hmm. that are going to be kingdom minded, mm-hmm. yeah. because in order you got to think about it as a kingdom, the reign of your kingdom is based upon your territory. Yeah, how much oh, territory dang. are we taking over? Mm-hmm. And when you just identify, oh God, when you just identify the differences of who we are. 
you taking over the, that territory. I'm taking over a territory where people feel casted out. Mm-hmm. She's taking over a territory where people feel on fire, but really can't feel like they can express it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. And then Gabby is taking care of people, oh my gosh, yeah. that feel like they're far from God when really uh-huh. they're the closest. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> the worst. Ooh, yes, Lord. Father. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm gonna be quiet because I'm gonna keep this. This is gonna be forever. I'm sorry, y'all. This is this is a lot, but like no, I, when you were speaking, Jeremiah, Caden remembers yeah. Jeremiah 29:11. Like for God knows the plans that He has for you, um, and I think that's crazy because for the longest I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And like yeah. stuff that I was doing for God, it didn't feel like enough. Like mm. it felt like okay, everybody else was doing it. Um, so what's the difference of me doing it? Like even this podcast, you know how many podcasts there are out here that Christians are doing? It's like, what is going to make mine different? And it just reminded me that like, yeah, you're doing the same thing, but everyone has a different anointing on them. Mm-hmm. So you could be saying the same thing that somebody else said, but it might hit different for someone else because it came out of your mouth and God gave you a different anointing for it. So it's just like, I don't know. It's really just about trusting God at the end of the day. Man, yeah. yeah. Trusting yeah. God that he knows what he's going to do or what he's doing and not leaning on your own understanding because a lot of the times us as Christians is like, okay, that don't make sense. And if it don't make sense, we won't trust it. And God ain't about making sense sometimes. <laughs> right, right. God is about are you willing to lay down your life and surrender to me fully and just allow me to be God. Like that's that's who God is. Like so yeah. Um yeah. So should we should we uh hit yeah. the last, last one? thing. And I think this is the most important part of the podcast. Woo! And we talked about a lot of important things. And if you're still here listening, thank you. We appreciate <laughs> you. Um Go Dominion. Ahead. Um like I've been saying, like telling them, like my church has been talking about dominion um, and how much we need to understand dominion, especially being in the kingdom and being Christ's heirs and things like that. Um, so first of all, I would like to say the definition of dominion. Oh, come on. Um, Break it down. <laughs> I'm looking it up myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just about laughs> um, so dominion <laughs> means a sovereign and ruling, the power to control, the power to direct and dispose at your pleasure, the power of governing and controlling um ownership stewardship all that okay so um yeah. the bible genesis talks about um god gave us authority over the fish the sea and the whole earth um and i think a lot of times as christians this even goes back to where i said in psalms eight, uh, 82 says we're many gods um, we don't think of ourselves as that so <laughs> because we are many gods we have authority mm-hmm. which means we have not we don't have our own power but we have power through christ um so we have the power, to, or Jesus gave us the power to raise people from the dead, heal in his name, um, and do all these miracles that we aren't tapping into because mm-hmm. I don't think the church talks about it enough. And we've just been trained to be, like, religious in a way of, like, okay, well, I read my Bible and I prayed, so that's enough. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go out in the field and do what God is calling <laughs> you to do. Like, um, and my pastor was talking about um, how – we aren't doing enough miracles to the point where we aren't seeing God or there's not enough people being saved because there's not enough miracles being done or there's not enough healing. And God can't show his face to his people because he, he can, he's working through us. And he was talking about how God won't do anything if it's not through us because he made an agreement with us. So, and God is not going to go against yeah. his mm-hmm. covenant. So if you won't let God 
or allow God to use you, then it's just not going to get done or he's going to go to somebody else. Next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next caller. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, um, this is great. I just, let me just commend this part. This is awesome, right? <laughs> um, now, <clears throat> even in talking about dominion, let's, let's, let's start with the first step. Relationship mm-hmm. with God. Um, you know, I never understood. When I got to high school, I really just embraced how different I was. Honestly, I did. I said, Lord, I'm just love me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not just do me, but I love me because you created me this way. So I'm going to just walk in it fully. And I realized, sidebar, that when you walk in the authentic you, you are the most anointed. Mm. But... Um, in your relationship with God, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> in your relationship with God, um, where it first starts is, um, oftentimes it just I'm well. Let me just give my testimony. Then I'm gonna let y'all you know, my testimony came through you know, just being around, being in church. Yeah. Um, just kind of getting that. Okay, they're worshiping the Lord. They're praying. You know, the pastor get up, he speaks the word. Why? You know? And I want to say this. It's okay to ask why. Mm. It's okay to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the biggest thing, you know, that God looks for from us is just our heart. Mm -hmm. And even when we are frustrated, even when we're dealing with, um, um, battles of belief and what we stand for and what we should believe and what's the truth and what society is saying and then you're trying to be who you are but who you are is not is no life in that because you don't you don't know where to f- you don't know where to go you don't know where to go mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just say this as <clears throat> um, as a testimony um, that when you go sincerely to God and one of the questions I asked I said Lord if you're real and that's that. I mean, that's how my that's how my walk started. I mm-hmm. said, Lord, if you're real, mm-hmm. if you're real, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I put him on the table. <laughs> I said, Look, I'm laying it all down. Right. I'm giving you my life, right? And oftentimes you may not even give your life. It it may just start with a question, but oftentimes that's where like, um, you know, you want to definitely. I'm gonna say this too. You want to have godly friends. Mm, let's talk about it, please. Because I'm going <laughs> so to be honest with you. <laughs> right. I'm going to be honest with you. I am where I met because of people. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, when I tell you, I said, Lord, I want to know. I want to learn. And the Lord, he stopped me. He said, most things I won't tell you, I want you to learn from others. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's a joke. I said, what? <laughs> Now that that now that touched a lot of things in me, Ooh. but I said okay, Lord. So most so I must say first is going before God sincerely, and then um just asking God like mm-hmm. if you're real. I'm just I'm gonna keep with that. Stay with that right there. Y'all y'all go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think <clears throat> when it comes to dominion, I think the beautiful way that it connects with identity is um, is one of the worst things that the enemy can do with you 
is he can make you question your identity. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's so heavy is because the second you don't know who you are in Christ is the second you lack authority. Because mm. how are you going to walk say that. in the authority of Christ if you don't know who you are in Christ? Mm-hmm. Right. And Ooh. so it, it's, the dominion comes after the identity. And so once you have your identity firm, then comes your authority. But you can't walk in knowledge. You can't walk in that authority. You can't walk in spirit and in truth when you're doubting your God, when you're doubting what your identity should be rooted in. Mm-hmm. And so we have these, and so the enemy laughs at that. That's yeah. like one of the best things for him is make you question who you are because now you have no power. Because right. now you're not going to cast him out because right. you don't even believe it's him. You believe it's <laughs> you. So it's like what the problem there is when you when you stop being firm in your identity in Christ, you no longer walk in the authority that you would have been walking in mm-hmm. if you reminded yourself who you were in Christ, that's all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Sorry, about Hosea. from you, Jeremiah. <laughs> I thought about just one scripture, Hosea four and six. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, and mm-hmm. so it, it kind of correlates to the you know. You can't walk in your dominion unless you know who you are, but you yep. can't know who you are without relationship. Mm-hmm. They all intertwine. So this this was mm-hmm, strategic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, going back to Isabella about the fact that like the devil like. His favorite thing is not you not knowing your authority to be because like the devil has no power for real. Mm-hmm. The power the devil the power that the devil has is the power that we give him. Mm. And when we walk in, you know, fear or anxiety, the devil is feeding off of that mm-hmm. because we're allowing it to happen. But the moment that you stand like my mom likes to tell me, because when I used to have those anxieties attacks and stuff, she would be like, You need to just get mad. And yell at him. And I'm like, Mom, what the heck is that going to do? <laughs> <laughs> There's like, something in that. I was like, something what the? So, okay, a little story time. Um, hey, the moment <laughs> I decided to do that, it was like two weeks ago. Okay. I was I was having these thoughts. And I was like, bro, and the thought of my mom, my mom's telling me what she said or whatever came up in my head. You know what? I said, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so I was like, devil, you need to get out my mind. And the guy said, I have mind of Christ. Like, I started going, whatever. Yeah. Man. The moment I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way the building that I live in is set up, there's a door to the he kitchen. Said, retreat, retreat. <laughs> there's, a, there's a door to the kitchen in the living room. And my roommate at the time wasn't in the room. And I literally remember closing the freaking door. But um, the moment I had said it, two minutes later, I hear the door. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and, I, and I left he the left. room. <laughs> she left. I said. Oh, this girl's serious. <laughs> and so. I left because I was like, what the heck? Why did you like, who was opening doors? And I'm going to leave her with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I was texting in our group chat. And you was like, I was like, wait a second. I've been meditating on uh, 2 Timothy 1 7. I said, let me go act that out real quick. Let me not leave the situation because I heard the door open. But that just, I was just like, bro. She left. I was like, Mercy yelling yelling at the devil works. But no, that just goes back to the point of like, (laughs) hear that knock. Like, oh no, (laughs) I'm gonna get out of here. I'm going, I'm going, uh uh, uh uh. (laughs) No, bro. That stuff be freaking me out sometimes. I'll be like, uh. But um, it just goes back to the point of like your authority because like if I didn't have no authority, the mm-hmm. devil wouldn't have left the room. Absolutely. And I remember my friend telling me this story one time about him casting out 
whatever a demon or something he said he physically heard a laugh and i'm in the oh, back yeah. of my head was like it's only laughing at you because you don't got no authority for real <laughs> and that's a real thing though <laughs> and Dang. i didn't say it though so oh i'm gonna say like wow no i kept it in my head okay and if you listen Imagine. to this, like, but what you mean <laughs> Serious though, because yeah. the devil laughs at you. That like, happens in scripture, right? Like, it's, who are you? <laughs> right? Like, it, like you? It, if you don't have any authority, is literally looking at you like you're dumb because yeah. you he it knows you. Like even the demons know that you can't do anything. Yeah. And so, I, thought yeah. I was gonna say last point, last point, last yeah, point. Yeah, Reve- yeah. This was a revelation that God gave me, mm-hmm. that Jesus gave me. Well, same person. Um, <laughs> Make that clear, right? Um. <laughs> I was, I'm like, Lord, okay. I was thinking about, like, kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm seated with Christ. I was just meditating. I'm like, okay, I'm seated with Christ. I got power. I got authority. God has given me peace. He, he's given me everything that I need. And the Lord spoke to me clearly in my head. He said, the authority that I give you is the authority that I trust you with. Mm-hmm. And that trust only comes through the faithfulness of your obedience. Ooh. I said, that's deep. (laughs) So oftentimes when not, and see, it's not that Satan is more powerful. Mm -hmm. You just really, you can't be trusted. Right. And then oftentimes you don't know how to navigate with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just think that. I'm not saying that you're not powerful. I'm not saying that. But what it is, is Jesus, this is a deeper talk for a later time. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has a, there's a, it's core principles and a criteria for that level of authority in God because as you you know how God says he resists the proud mm-hmm. but he gives grace to the hum- uh, humble mm-hmm. as God keep raising you can he trust that you will keep decreasing can he trust that you will become more submissive mm-hmm. can he trust that you will be more committed because as he raises you you're more vulnerable 100% to pride yeah yeah. You're more vulnerable. It's just connected. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna let my, I remember. Uh, I forgot when or what this was. But my pastor, he's just so loving. I love him so much, and he's not that that type of pastor that's just super hard to reach or whatever. He feels like they're so almighty or whatever. I go to Lighthouse Church of All Nations and uh and also plug out shout plug out to, to my church. But uh, yeah, well, he's the bishop now, yeah. and uh, I remember one day he was just telling me. He said, Jeremiah. I love you so much. <laughs> Gave me a hug. And he said, I want you to know this. The lower you go, the higher God will take you. Mm. It, it did not click at all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Amen. The lower, the lower I, I go. I'm going to receive by faith. Exactly. Right. Hey, I'm going to find out. Because <laughs> God's time is perfect. <laughs> Like I say in the song, I don't got a Rolly or Richard Mill, but I'm trusting God for it. Time. Go stream possible right now. Oh, right yeah. I just called. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The bar, right? Come on. Right? That's raw. But yeah, like like you said, it's just the lower you go, the higher God t- will take you. The lower yeah. you go in yourself, the 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 more you decrease yourself is when God can elevate you. And decreasing yourself for people who still don't get it, yeah. it's it's. Is killing yourself basically. Dying yeah. to the flesh. Dying to the flesh. Dying to what the things that you want and mm-hmm. the things like like in for instance, like I know the Lord will tell me, Yeah, go pray for that person. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to look <laughs> crazy. <laughs> maintain my cool. <laughs> Like, you know, I got my J's on today. <laughs> you feel me? Like, and I it's like. Get my knees and crease them. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> That's why you gotta have them creasers in, okay? Yeah, you gotta have the crease protectors on there. That's a must. That's but a anyway, sidebar. <laughs> let me refocus. Um, but it's like, say if I want, if God told me to pray for somebody, when God told me to pray for somebody, and I didn't do it because I was afraid of like how I looked or whatever, right. how it'll make me look, but it's like, still be obedient in that. It doesn't matter how you look. God is no respecter of persons. Oh, mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he don't care. <laughs> My pastor, he used to, he he still say this. He was like, he's not a respecter of person. He's a respecter of principle. Mm. So I was like, he was like, if you just follow what he said to do, not just through his word, but if he's telling you, if you feel your heart and God is compelling you to do something, mm-hmm. just follow it. Just follow it. it. Yeah. Mm. The worst that can happen is a okay. no. Right. 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 God still well, love you. Jesus, let them have an encounter. Uh when I leave them, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I, I do something like that. Like exactly. Lord. Yeah. That means you you wanna you know, you'll do that. Okay. But, yeah. Go last ahead, Gabby. I promise you. Maybe the last thing. Um <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um all that just brought right. <laughs> all that just brought to my remembrance the whole Grammy thing with Maverick City and and mm. and Oh, that's a conversation. All that. And <laughs> this could turn into a whole big thing, but I'm gonna just say this, like Everybody who, okay, TikTok, let's talk about that. Because a lot of the videos I was seeing was on TikTok because I personally did not watch the Grammys. And yeah, I don't even. Yeah. Don't even yeah. <laughs> I was just seeing, it was this video and it was the lady and she was like, uh, you know, they shouldn't be up there with Quavo, especially singing that secular song. Da, 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 da. And this lady came on because she, she like stitched it or whatever. And yeah. she was like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't watch the Grammys, but I do remember my Bible when I said, oh, she's going to go off. And she just starts <laughs> spitting all these yeah, verses. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of my favorite verse right now, Romans 12 too, like be in the world and not of the world. And Amen. when I think about those things, I was just like, y'all will praise the mess out of these artists and let them do something like this and it's over with. But it's right. like, you don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know if they prayed about it first. You don't know if they were behind the scenes, you know, preaching to Quavo, giving him the gospel before they got on stage. Like, we don't know the details, but we're so quick to be like, no, cancel them because they were on stage with a secular artist mm. and all this all this stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. you just don't know. And so I think, and that's been, like, the next video I saw was Chandler on his knees just wow. praising God. And his, like, you could tell he was just in the presence of God and not worried about nothing else. And I'm like, this man's anointed. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all just, like... like that be the... That, that, like, I'm Jesus sorry, didn't yeah. sit I'm going right. to say, how do... I'll be trying to tell people. How do you expect us to reach people if we don't go where they are? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Right? Hello. So I'm like, stop the... Stay to yourself. Right. You know, mind your business. Because sometimes, like, even with, you know, what you going in the, in the industry, you going to meet mm-hmm. people that ain't mm-hmm. that ain't in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> right. Literally. That gives us an opportunity to shine. Exactly. Our light. So, and yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and that just goes back to the point of where I was talking about lowering yourself. Like so a prayer I pray often is like, God, let me desire more of you and yes, less of me. Lord, let yes, me Lord. love the things of you more than I love the things That's of this world. Prayer, because I'd rather I'd rather be like in love with God and the last person on earth to love God than to be of the world. Like <laughs> it's gotten to that point. That's like deep. Yeah. I don't know. And then it's like the things of this world will fade. 
and is I, going to fade. exactly will will fade, fade. and it's fading, fading now but the things of god will never fade like i get to go after i die and go be with jesus for the rest mm-hmm. of my life like i rather i rather suffer here and then to be of this world like i'm like it's just gotten to that point but i think every christian has to get to that mindset of like i'd rather die to mm. my sins and my desires than to be far away from god because that feeling sucks mm-hmm. like <laughs> okay the lord just he's telling me this right so for everyone that's listening right now do not be deceived mm. those who may those who are not in christ and you know as the bible may say are of the world they are not enjoying life like you think they are 100 mm-hmm. percent. and i know that we have screwed up how that life's how that life may look as a christian we may make it look like it's um, not enjoyable or it's not fun or it's not full of life but um, you are in the best spot when you're in Christ Mm -hmm. when you are close to God and God loves you no matter where you are no matter what you believe no matter you know um, what it is no matter the circumstance no matter what it is God loves you however the 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 benefit of being in God is actually being in God, mm-hmm. being in Christ. And do not let Satan um, deceive you as, oh, the Christians, their life is just boring. They don't have no satisfaction. They can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, all these uh, secular rappers or these secular people are doing all these amazing things. But when you take an account of those people, most of them are dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Most of them are experiencing depression and heaviness. But the life that they are presenting is what you want. But the behind the scenes, the process of what they go through daily, that does not mean it's a good life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, uh, I know we were talking in conversation, but I want to just tell you guys that God will is everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And even if you have to try him, he said, test them. Mm-hmm. He test said, test, see. test and see. Will I not test, test me. I, God is daring us to right. test him. It's not even us trying to be so bad. Like, Lord, if you like me asking, if you were real, he was ready for me to ask he that was, question. He was right. He, he, <laughs> and guess what? He came through that next day. Mm-hmm. I promise if I'm lying, I'm done. Mm-hmm. He came through the next day. So I just want to just tell you guys that a life of Christ there yes the bible may proclaim that we will go through persecution we will go through the hate and harm but the culture of the kingdom says we love them the culture of the kingdom says we have a king whose train filled the temple which means that his train is in representation of all the victories he's won Mm -hmm. so often my prayer is lord may your train alone cause terror to everything that's opposing you Mm. that's good so i just want to tell you guys that God is everything you need and he loves you no matter where you are and, and he will meet you and more and he will meet you where you are. Amen. All right guys, we going to wrap this one up. Um uh who would like to pray us out today? Ooh. Is he? Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to deny a prayer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Father God, we just thank you, Lord. 
We thank you for this opportunity to gather together today, Lord. We thank you that we can talk more about you and learn more about you, Lord, to bounce off one another, Father. We thank you for your spirit in this room today, Lord. Father, as we go out of these doors, Father, I pray that you guide us and you lead us, Father, that we abide in you in everything that we do, that whether we eat or drink, that we do it all in the glory of the Most High King, Father, for you are worth it, Jesus. We pray, Father, that you take us deeper and that everyone listening, Father, that they that they learn more about you, Father, that that night they have an encounter with you, Jesus, yes, that they're able to experience your goodness and to have an encounter with your love, Father. Love them, Lord. Pour out your spirit on this generation, Father. Yes, I pray that you come, Lord Jesus. Our cry today is Maranatha, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Mm. Come, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. I pray that you allow us not to be satisfied with the surface level activities, Father, but continue to take us deeper. Mold us and shape us and form us into what you've called us to be, Father. We thank you for this opportunity, Jesus, and we pray for more like them, Lord. We pray yes, that Lord. you just continue to build us up and bring us where you want us to go, Lord. Here I am, Father, send me. Mm. In Jesus' mighty name Oof. I pray, amen. 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 All right, I just want to thank y'all for listening again um, and making it to the end. Make sure you stream Prosper. Uh, by J. Coop. Uh, by J. Coop on <laughs> all One platforms. Word. Um, capital J, capital amen. A. Capital C. Apple Music <laughs> and Spotify. But I, we will see y'all later. Woo! All right. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace.